Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. On today's program, we are talking about pure joy, and we have a panel of very joyful, ex- actually experts on joy, wouldn't you say, ladies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be so happy you tuned in because you're just going to be filled with joy, and we are going to learn the secrets of having joy. So this is a big day for all of us. We're about to have the secrets to joy unlocked. So let me just tell you who is with us today. We have Emerson. Hello, Emerson. Hello. And Emerson's a prisoner at Church of the Resurrection. And we have Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Jessica uh, attends St. John Newman. And we have Sophia. Hello. Hey, Sophia. Sophia also attends Church of the Resurrection. So welcome. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Um, We are coming upon a World Youth Day. It's about to take place in Poland. And um, we always get to see these really awesome, awesome images. I don't know if you've seen them. Like, did you see the images when World Youth Day was in Rio and the beach was just packed with millions of young people coming to see the Pope? And I don't know, did that image fill you with joy? Did you see it? Uh, Yeah, I saw a couple pictures. It just blew my mind. I thought it was so awesome. So anyway, we're coming upon another World Youth Day. So I wanted to reflect on a previous World Youth Day, um, the 27th World Youth Day. Uh, Pope Benedict was Pope. And the theme was Rejoice in the Lord Always. And Pope Benedict wrote this awesome letter to the young people who participated in World Youth Day. Um, it was a beautiful address specifically about joy. And in it, he said, all right, pay attention, because I'm going to have you comment on this, right? In a world of sorrow and anxiety, joy is an important witness to the beauty and reliability of the Christian faith. In a world of sorrow and anxiety, okay, first of all, would you agree that our world is a world of sorrow and anxiety? Yes. (laughs) They're nodding. You can't see it because it's radio. (laughs) But um, Also, we're recording in front of a live studio audience today (laughs) of four, five people. So so in a world of sorrow and anxiety, joy is an important witness to the beauty and reliability of the Christian faith. So when you hear that quote, what does that mean? What does Pope... Benedict saying when he said that in his address. Jessica's about to say something profound. Um, I think what he's saying is that joy is kind of what keeps us going through the hard times that we face, and especially in our world today where we face many hardships, just they I feel like they've just gotten more um, numerous because there's more things, there's technology and all these things, and when we face the hard times, joy is what keeps us trusting that God is here to help us, and even when we're suffering, He's there. So that's kind of what I think He was trying to say. Let me so let me expand on that because I think that's a really important point. Not that I don't want to talk about hardships because this is an episode about joy, but let's talk about it for a second, <laughs> right? So Jessica, you just said that you think hardships are increasing emerson and sophia would would you agree with that like yeah yeah 
Okay, that's so interesting to me because I know that people of my generation fully agree with that. I think we look at your generation and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm not a teenager right now. It's just getting harder and harder, I think, to be a teenager. But but you're experiencing that. So like, if you think back to like when you were in fourth or fifth grade or whatever, you you see that the world has, you think the world has changed between then and now. Yeah. Any specific ways you can point to or any specific hardships or stresses or things that give you anxiety that you have now that you didn't necessarily that didn't necessarily exist when you were younger well we discussed a little bit earlier about how like since technology is used so much nowadays like especially since like most teenagers use social media and stuff it can be um a lot more like pressures added to you or you know people can be a lot more have a lot more conflict online than necessarily necessarily they would in real life. So that can bring some suffering. On Is that people. because it's easier to be controversial online than it is? Yeah. Like to yeah. somebody's face. Cause it's easy to like sit on your phone and just, you know, share whatever you want because no, there, nobody can really do anything back to you. But where, as if you're like actually talking to them, I feel like people are usually more respectful of, people so it's easy for people to get caught up in like social media or technology and forget to like respect other people and so that's something that would you say is a barrier for someone just being truly a person of joy just this constant like everyone's in your face all the time and yes you're all nodding don't forget it's radio (laughs) you have to actually say words okay (laughs) uh so going along with that, then, why is joy, why is like understanding joy and having joy so important specifically for your generation? I think that joy is important for our generation because our generation is so focused on or it's so judged by everyone gets so judged by like society and like like because of social media now there's like an image that you have to like. I don't know. Like if you're going to post a picture, it's got to be... Like it has to fit circum- like certain circumstances. Like it has to... I don't really know the word for it. Like, like, like portray you just perfectly so that you don't set yourself yeah. up to be judged. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. You have to meet certain standards or like... like for example, you have accepted. to position your arm just so <laughs> right on your head, <laughs> so that it looks skinny, and then you have to pop your knee and put yeah. your toe, your heel up. Am I right? Sure, I got it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally posting this picture later. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of judgment, Emerson. Yeah, and it's like even with the, like personality, like and online, like people. I feel like people are so different now than what they would have been like if there weren't any social media like people would just be who they are it doesn't really matter but like now that there are like certain like stakes you have to meet Mm -hmm. like i don't know more pressure to be who you actually are compared to who you just who you want to be yeah yeah or who people want you to be yeah which is ironic because people probably don't really want you to be i mean don't you feel like everyone just wants to d- do exactly what you're saying, but everyone feels like everyone else wants them to do? I feel like there are a lot of people that say, like, oh, I don't care, like, beat yourself up. Then they judge you when you do. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like people are like, oh, like, 
you do you and all this stuff. But then, like, when you actually try to be yourself, you get completely judged for it. Okay, so that is a really good perspective and really good backdrop for this whole conversation because that judgment affects you. Mm-hmm. Yes, would you all agree? Yes. yes. Is there any way to not let it affect you? Um, I think that, like, going back to, like, the question about why is joy so important um, today, especially just because, like, if you're having, like, a tough time with things like that, like living up to expectations or, like, um, having people judge you, like, joy, like, through God is something that you can always have, like, it's it can be a constant, like, in your life. So you don't have to necessarily, like, have everybody be nice to you or have everything going well. But if you have, um, like, joy, like, pure joy, then that's always something that you can have with you as kind of a comfort and okay. knowing that. So that takes us back to the quote, Pope Benedict's quote, which was, uh, joy is an important witness to the beauty and reliability of the Christian faith. What makes why is joy a witness to the Christian faith rather than just a witness to, oh, you're rising above the ugliness? I guess another way to ask that is, do you know people who you would characterize as having joy, like true, pure joy? Do you know people like that in your yes. life? You do. What is the source of their joy in most cases? I think in most cases, the people who have like, a radiant joy who you can tell even if they don't match up with the success that the world calls you to they match up with the success that they're striving to through their christian faith and i think that that comes from them knowing who they are and understanding that their identity lies in christ and because they understand that they're able to live out who they are and when they do that whether they're judged or not on social media or by the people who are setting trends it doesn't matter because they understand that they're happy because they know the person of Christ and that's that's who brings them their joy. And I think that's exactly what Pope Benedict was talking about, right? Like when somebody sees you, Jessica, or you, Sophia, or you, Emerson, and, and you are radiating joy, they're going to know very quickly what the source of that joy is, you know? It's not that you've just posted the perfect Instagram picture. Oh, my gosh, I'm filled with joy, right? That might make you happy for a minute <laughs> until you start getting, like, yeah. comments or you don't get the likes you want or, you don't, you know, <laughs> then you don't feel so happy anymore. But so let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the difference between happiness and joy. I don't know. Do you have is there a specific definition for each of those two words? Are they different? I think they're definitely different. I don't know, like, the definition per se, but I would say that happiness is more of, like, like a fleeting feeling you get, like, every once in a while from, like, things that happen to you, whereas joy is something that you can have, like, constantly throughout your whole life, and it um, stays with you even when you're not happy. It stays with you when you are happy. So it's just happiness is... I don't know. It's less fulfilling because it, it doesn't stay with you forever. It's fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica or Emerson, anything to add to that? Yeah. Kind of building off of that. Like she said, happiness is fleeting. And I think what that means for me is that when something bad happens to me, the happiness from 
I don't know, like winning my last sports game or getting a lot of likes on my Instagram picture or whatever, <laughs> that happiness fades because of the bad thing that happened to me. But a joy in like um, in being a Christian or having a strong Christian faith, the joy in that it withstands the hard times and it lasts even when I'm upset about something. The joy is still underneath the surface. It's right there. And I know that it's like trying to break through and like that's God trying to come for me through the hard times. And well, whereas the happiness, it doesn't mean any, mean anything to me in that moment. Right. So. Until the, because now you are at the point where now you have to do the next thing, thing to feel happy again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rather than just having that constant. So Pope Benedict, he, he breaks down his, this message into seven parts. And if, if we have time, I want to go through all seven. We might not make it through all seven, but let's let's try. Right. So the first thing he says is that our hearts are made for joy. And I think it's really something worth reflecting on because does our, do you think our culture teaches us that our hearts are made for joy? Or are there other messages about what our hearts are made for? I think there's a lot of things that are misleading because so much you hear, do whatever makes you feel happy. And that's really, like, the largest message that I hear from, like, celebrities and role models are, like, do what makes you feel happy. But a lot of times I don't think that happiness is portrayed well. I think that the things that people are doing that are making them happy aren't really things that are going to bring joy. So that's kind of, like, going back to the difference between them. But, yeah, I just, they, 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 they are all searching for joy, but they're looking for it in the wrong places. Are, are they confused? Are, yeah, are we confused what about saying. what joy is? Right. Yeah. So, like, they're they're like, yeah, find find your joy, find your happiness, but they don't know where to lead you to that. Okay. Um. Here's another quote from the from the um, message of Pope Benedict to the youth at uh, World Youth Day 27. God's unconditional acceptance enables us to say, I am loved. I have a place in the world and in history. I am personally loved by God. Uh, that em- emphasis was mine. That inflection was my Pope. I don't think Pope Benedict wrote it like that. But um, then he goes on, if God accepts me and loves me, and I am sure of this, then I know clearly and with certainty that it is a good thing that I am alive. <laughs> I'm going to read that last part again. If God accepts me and loves me, and I am sure of this, right? I know this. I have no doubt. I know that God accepts me and loves me. Then I know clearly and with certainty that it is a good thing that I am, al- that I am alive, <laughs> right? I would add, I don't know maybe why I'm alive or what my purpose is or what, you know, but I know because I know of God's love that it's a good thing that I am alive. So I, I feel like this message... I know in our community in New Albany, we've dealt with a lot of suicides, like a ridiculous rate, and it's really affected the entire community. And I know the same is true for other communities as well. So I feel like this message, just this knowledge that it's a good thing for me to be alive is one that would could really resonate with teenagers. I don't know. Would you guys agree with that or disagree? It's okay if you would disagree, too, but... I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like one of the most important messages that you can share with people um, about like God's love for them is that they have a purpose and that God loves them like no matter what. 
because a lot of people do like high, around high school and they're like dealing with a lot of pressure and stuff don't feel like they're really like worth anything or they're going to amount to anything and so like it's just a really reassuring thought to know that like God does think that you're worth like everything to him. So Sophia, how do you know that? Like how did you learn that? Um I just learned that through reading the Bible. I mean, there's so many instances where um God and Jesus and everybody talks about like how much like God made you in his image and God loves you no matter if you've sinned or any done anything in your past. So he always is like has unconditional love for you. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and we're here today with Emerson, Jessica, and Sophia, and we're talking about joy. And um, I just quoted uh, Pope Benedict um, in his message to World Youth Day 27, or the 27th World Youth Day to the young people. He meant, He talks about how if we know that God loves us, then we know that it's good for us to be alive. Um, and we're talking about how this message resonates with this generation, a generation that's really struggling to figure out, really struggling to know that God loves them. Um, so Jessica and Emerson, do you know that God loves you? Like, are you aware of this? Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? Like, who told you that? Sophia just told us that scripture has revealed that to her. Hooray, I'm sure God's like, yes, she got the point to my story. <laughs> but what else? How else do you know that that you are loved by God? Did someone tell you that? Have you experienced it? Like, have you felt it? Yeah, I like scripture too, or like people say it like a lot, especially at our church, like everyone. I feel like at least like 10 times. In every life, and everyone just like reassures <laughs> you of his love for you, or I don't know, it's just like, like you said, a reassuring thought or like something to say to people to reassure his love, which is cool because mm-hmm. that is the point of church, yeah, right? <laughs> to remind us that God loves us. So, hooray, Church of the Resurrection, you're doing it right. Um, and that goes back to the quote, the original quote, uh, joy is an important witness to the beauty and reliability reliability of the Christian faith, right? If that's the message of the Christian faith, Emerson, if that's the message you're hearing at church, that's the message of the Christian faith. God loves you, you know? And if you're not plugged into a Christian community, where are you, gonna, where are you ever going to hear that message? Yeah. yeah. Jessica, did you have something to add about how you know that you are loved? Well, I think one of the biggest revealers of God's love is obviously the cross and the fact that you look at a cross and instantly you know that Jesus came down from heaven and suffered a terrible death on a cross for me in this moment right now, the person that I am. And it's not about who I am supposed to be trying to be. It's about who I am right now. And that's a real reassurance for me to know that Jesus died for the sins that I have, not for the perfect person that I am trying to be or that the world tells me I should should be awesome perspective yeah Uh, okay pope benedict also reminds us that we have to preserve this christian joy in our hearts like it's that's our job it's not going to just stay there without us working at it because of the world we live in right because of the other influences that are 
and because of Satan just trying to yank it out of there, right? So, um, so I'm hoping, I, I'm guessing, and I'm hoping that each one of you has had an encounter of just pure, intense joy in Christ. I hope you have. If you haven't, I hope you do very soon. Um, and some people are just, in, like we said, are in this constant state of joy, even if they're in pain, even if they're suffering, even if they're hurting. And many people have just moments of joy, you know, like this fleeting like glimpse of heaven, this fleeting glimpse of God's love for them. But some people, sadly, just don't know this joy at all. So here's a super personal question. Where are you guys on this spectrum? You want the choices again? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> an encounter, at least, an encounter, you know, with joy, a, a realization. I know what that is. Um, constant joy, constant state of joy. Um, moments that come and go of joy. That's kind of where I am, I think, just full disclosure. Like, I think underlying I have this hope of heaven, but I do, I think, have these moments like where I'm not quite getting it. Um, and then just not knowing this joy, not having encountered that yet or not fully believing that yet. I think I'm at a point where the joy, like you said, comes and goes. And I think even like the more frequently that I kind of like realize like God's love and I feel that joy, I recognize when I don't have it, when I'm focused yeah. on other things. That's where I am at, where I'm at a point where I know when I'm not in that mindset of joy or um, where my heart is really set on being the person God wants me to be. And that's that's where I'm at, where I feel the difference between when I'm in that state and when I'm not. See, oh, go ahead, Emerson. Sorry, I was gonna say that, like I agree to that. Like I'm, I feel like I have a lot of joy as a person, but I'd be lying to say that like there weren't moments. Like I can definitely tell when there are and aren't. Yeah, and this is why I think. Okay, there are many reasons I think God is so brilliant, but this is one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> when we fell from grace, God was like, "Okay, here comes sin. Great, good job, guys." Then He said, "But I'm going to take advantage of this, right? When they need me, they." they call upon my name. They call out to me. When they don't need me, when they're filled with joy, when they're happy, when everything's good, they forget about me, right? Do you guys do that? When you're full of joy, when you're happy, when everything's good, Mm -hmm. you don't call out to God, right? As you do when you are aware of your, that you need him. Yeah. So I don't know. God figured out a way to take our suffering and make, make it to our advantage in terms of our relationship with him. Anyway, side note. Uh, Sophia, where would you say you are on that spectrum, the joy spectrum? Yeah, I would say I'm kind of in the same place that everyone else described because I wouldn't say like I'm constantly like filled with joy, but I definitely have had many like experiences experiences of it like over the years and I can tell when I am filled with joy, but then I can also tell um, sometimes when like things aren't going as well, I can lose that joy, and it's oh, it's always like comforting to know that like God is there for you during those like struggles. But sometimes I don't feel like the full joy, even when I know that He's there. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left. So here's the, what I think is the most important part of this discussion: is how do you? Guard and preserve your joy. What are the things that try to rob you of your joy? Like, what are the things that sneak in and try to take that away from you? And how do you 
or who are the people, you know, who cause you to need to guard your joy? And how do you do it? How do you hang on to that? What are your tricks? This is the whole crux of this episode. What are the tricks to guarding your joy? <laughs> I think the something that sometimes tries to steal my joy is that when you're always going around kind of happy and um, trying to share your faith, sometimes people won't always accept that. And what you can do to battle that is definitely try and surround yourself with the people you see the joy in. Because if you surround yourself with that, with those people, then they're going to give off that joyful light and it's contagious. So look for those people and search for a relationship with them. Emerson or Sophia, would you add anything to that brilliant bit of wisdom? I would definitely agree that it's mostly like the people that you surround yourself with because um, while like you can't always cut negative people out of your life completely, but I definitely know that it's something that like always gets to me is when I'm around people who are negative or who don't like have the joy of God in their lives, it can definitely rub off on me and I start to kind of lose that joy and get more negative than I normally am. So um, something that always helps me is to just really like reconsider who I spend like a lot of time with. And I know that when I spend a lot of time with like my friends from Resurrection or other churches that I definitely feel joy more often. Which takes us back to the original point, which is that true joy is found in Christ, right? And when we believe in Christ, when we know of that joy, we can guard it more easily. And when we're surrounding ourselves with people who share that joy, when we're being witnessed to by people who share that joy, we have a lot easier time on our journey. So just to re-quote Pope Benedict, to wrap this up before we pray, in a world of sorrow and anxiety, joy is an important witness to the beauty and reliability of the Christian faith. Thank God for Pope Benedict. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. And Lord, we are so grateful for your sacrifice. We are so grateful for the hope that you gave us when you died on the cross for us, when you rose from the dead. Lord, it is in this hope that we find our pure joy. We ask you, Jesus, to help us share this joy with others. Help us to seek this joy always until our lives are rooted on a solid foundation of joy. In your precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he